This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am Patricia W. Fisher. And here I'm going to be giving you some fabulous people that you need to follow this week. There is a thing called the Holly Jolly Hop. And if you do hashtag Holly Jolly Hop, um, you will find a ton of writers that have all sorts of fun and cool prizes going on and going down. And the top started on Monday. It goes through Saturday, so December 7th through the 13th, and you've got a ton of different writers in there, one of which is talking to us today. So one, Natalie Norman is a Norwegian writer and writes historical romances in her native language. She also has written crime novels and children's books before turning to romance full-time. She grew up in a shipping town on the west coast of Norway and always wanted to be a writer, and she uh, really she wanted to smoke cigars and drink whiskey like Hemingway but settled for chocolate and the occasional glass of Bailey's, which I totally approve of. Her writing journey started with short stories in women's magazines until her first book was published in 1995. Summer Island is her first romance written in English, and her latest book, Christmas Island, is out now. You can find Natalie at Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. All the links are in the write-up of the show. Welcome to the show, Miss Natalie Norman. How are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So it took a bit for anyone... For all of you listening, it took a little coordination for us to organize the time because right now it is like early afternoon where I am, and you are into the evening, correct? Yes, yes, 8 p.m. it is here, and I have okay. serious problems with the p.m. a.m. things. So. <laughs> right, because you, you guys go by a 24-hour clock, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. That just makes it so much easier. So it's it's twenty. It's yeah yeah over there yeah. Um, so what is and I have to ask because I got to go to uh, Scandinavia in the late eighties, and um, we were there okay. in the summer because we took a cruise. We flew to Copenhagen because my grandfather's mm-hmm. parents had immigrated from Denmark. So in the late teens. So we, we went over and he got to meet all these relatives that he'd never met before. Um, but it was summer, so we took a cruise out of Copenhagen, went all the way up the north to the North Cop, the North Cape. Um, oh, yeah. But of course, you, you can't do that in the winter because it's rather cold and all icy. Um, the thing that got me was the sun never went down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So right now, how much sunlight are you guys getting a day? Because it's the opposite well, now. It, I'm, in, I'm in Oslo, so I'm in pretty south. Uh, and yeah. it gets dark now about 4 o'clock. Okay, well, yeah, you still get, what, so about really 8 much. hours of sunlight um, a day? Yeah. Um, well, I think the sun comes up around 10, so it's 6, five, six 7 hours, okay. I think. With, with okay. no sunshine, it's mostly raining. <laughs> but if you go further, you north, the further a- north you get, the darker it gets. Right, right. Shorter periods of sun for sure. And anybody yeah. wondering where Oslo, Norway is, if you get your maps out, um, you look at Europe and you see Denmark, which is kind of like the little squiggly thing that's sticking up into the uh, North Sea and straight across the, the, the road there, straight across the, um, the, the water is Oslo. And it's, it's kind of tucked yeah. up underneath um, and you're really close it's to Sweden. tucked inside the fjord. Sorry. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. And just a beautiful place. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it has the best weather in Norway because it's not on the coast. It's, it's snuggled inside the fjord, so it's protected on both sides with mountains. And so it's, it's nice here. Yeah. Do you So being so close to all these different countries, um, is there, you know, you, when you travel within Norway or Sweden or, or Denmark, mm-hmm. everyone has their unique language. But, I mean, is there a common um, language all of you speak? It's, or does everyone just kind no, of figure out what each other's saying? No, it's uh, it's Danish and Swedish and Norwegian is like Australian English, American English, British English. Oh wow, yeah, it's, yeah. It's the same language basically. It's like we understand each other completely. It's it's really new, just a few words, and it's not a problem actually to to understand each other. So, yeah, it um, it was interesting. I tried to learn some Danish before I went over with my family because mm-hmm. I felt like we're in your country. So I should know some basic stuff, you know? Um, but I had taken Latin based languages in school and Danish is not really a language you can learn out of a book. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I really if, try. If you want to learn a Scandinavian language, Norwegian is actually the easiest one. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah, because is, is that yeah because yeah, we have no problems why. understanding. Yeah, no, we, we because uh, we pronounce it totally different than the Danish stuff. If if I okay. read a Danish book, it's more or less like the Norwegian book, but I can have problems understanding them when they talk. So it's, it's okay. the pronunciation, it's the, it's the it's how they speak, but it's um it's very close. I mean, Norway was part of Denmark for four hundred years, so we are very close yeah. historically and culturally. Well, it was just a beautiful, beautiful part of the world, and I, I look forward to going back at some point. Um, but I know yeah. that you guys just got snow. You posted a lovely picture on Instagram outside that looked out your window. It looked very very <laughs> classic, you know, holiday-type picture with just a, like a dusting of snow on all the cars and between the alleys. So it was very – it was a lovely picture and all the cobblestone. It was, it was great. So if you're trying to find Natalie on Instagram, she is at Natalie Norman, and there's two N's um, on there. So she yeah. is on there. And she's got a picture, if you're wondering if it's this Natalie Norman that you're looking at, she's got a picture of her book, Christmas Island, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, so, t- so, t- so this is the second book of, uh, yeah. it's, it's the same series, correct? Yes, so this is it's sort of a sequel, but you can read it independently. It, it's it's not a problem to read it. If you haven't read the first one, it's fine to read the second one first. <laughs> okay, so tell me about your book. Tell me about Christmas Island. Well, it's uh, set on a small island on the west coast. Um, it's not very snowy on the coast. It's um, wet and rainy, and sometimes you get snow for a few hours, and then it goes away. So I grew up in a rainy town, not really snowy. And uh, it's uh, the island is small. There's a small community living there. There are no cars, so it's a bit special that way. And um, they have like uh, some of them are related, some are not, and they manage to live on this island. And uh, I try to write about the Norwegian Christmas customs and show how we would celebrate a typical Christmas. And there is a well, tell me about yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. She comes to the island. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Go. To, 
Yeah, because she Holly comes to she's a British doctor, and she comes to the island because she has had problems at her job, and her brother lives here on this island. Okay, and she she regrets it almost immediately because it's dark and it's cold and it's uh, awful. <laughs> and she meets a very nice young man who has a big fluffy cat, and it work, it develops from there. Love it. I love it, and so and tell me and tell me a little bit about the the love interests, the the hero. Well, toward um, when she she um, he's very defensive about his name <laughs> because okay. he doesn't like to be called Thor. Yeah, so that's very important to to him. And okay. He he's a bit of a hermit. He doesn't want to do talk to people. He stays. He's just on the island as a guest, and she kind of drags him into meeting the other people on the island and to even celebrate Christmas and become part of society again in a way. I um, love it. Yeah, it is, it's really fun to write. <laughs> so I hope it's good to, well, fun to, write, to read as well. <laughs> so, I mean, because and it's nice that you, that you mentioned Thor because um, whether people know it or not, uh, like the Marvel characters, uh, when it talks about Asgard mm-hmm. and Thor and Loki, I mean, that's all Scandinavian um, mythology. I mean, that's been around for what a thousand years or more. Oh, more, more than that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's a Norse, um, whether religion or culture. So I think Norway became Christian about a thousand years ago. So before that, it was the Norse religion <laughs> that dominated. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and tough. I mean. Um, one of the things I was just amazed with was we got to go to one of the museums for the uh, the boats, the Viking boats. Um, oh, and yeah. yeah, and they had found it. Um, it was an archaeological find, and so they had you know brought this boat in, and it was amazingly intact. You know how beautifully it was made. And but what struck me is there's no place to get out of the weather on the boat. I mean, no. you're no. just sitting up top the whole time. Yeah, there, there, there was no hiding place. They had to sit there in storms and bad weather as well. <laughs> yeah, the tough, very tough, and lovely, fabulous people. Um, and so, you so English is a, is your second language, or more so, yes. or third, or how, how many languages do you know? No, it's it's the second. It's the second language. Okay, so where did you learn English? Uh, mostly I learned it in school, actually. Um, but okay. the reason I started to, to read in English was because we, we moved to Spain when I was a teenager, very young. And there was nothing to read. I went to Norwegian school and there was no library and I could read Spanish. And, but I, I, could, I could read a little bit English. So I found okay. very easy to read English books. And I sat with my dictionary and I, I read because I had to read yeah. something. Yeah. So that's how I started. <laughs> Because you were always a big reader growing up. Yes, I read everything. <laughs> I love it in your bio. It, a book a day. Yeah, I, I love that in your bio you talk about just always wanting to read and just and um, just loving reading. And so how wonderful to have two languages to pull from because um, you it, there's things that just don't translate very well. I'm sure you know. Yeah. Um, Mm. And so it's just 
nice to be able to write it in that language. So each, you know, you can go either direction. So it's just absolutely lovely. Were there any shows that you watched that helped you learn English or uh, how did well, you practice? Or with well, I, 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 I realized at some point that I was better in English than my grandparents when I started laughing at punchlines in, in comedy shows. Mm. I think uh-huh. the, one of the first uh-huh. soap, op- soap operas we saw in Norway was Soap. You know, the, uh, okay. I think it's called Soap in, in American. So there was yes. sort of a parrot, you know, yeah. That was the first one. And it was hilarious. And I was laughing at jokes, and they didn't get it because the translator got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh right! So I thought, oh right! The punch, the, 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 sometimes punchline doesn't work in another language, you know. It only works in in English or American. So that was fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that my husband and I have loved uh, different shows, you know, from different countries. And there's one that was um, uh, called Father Ted, and it was out of the UK, and oh. they had very thick accents. Um, and it was funny because the um, the the captions, the closed captions, were like useless yeah. because yeah, they, they were they couldn't. Get, I don't know if they did like automatic, like the computer was supposed to pick it up, but it just was terrible. <laughs> so terrible. No, it doesn't work. They, they don't get the you know the, the subtext at all sometimes. Right. Uh, right. Oh yeah, it's it's always very interesting. I always find it all very fascinating um, with languages and and how why why do we keep certain words from you know from its original to all the way through? Um, and uh, it's just it's uh, very cool. So I'm just just love talking to uh, people from other countries and about different languages. It's just always very it's it's maybe it's just it's like me geeking out a little, but yeah. it's fun, you know. It's no, it's fun. You know, it's all of it. Yeah, it's also interesting and something I didn't take for uh, take notice of until, of course, I'd heard it a lot. Was a lot of times when people take classes in other languages, they pick up the accents of their teachers. So when you let's say you have um, whether it's an American uh, teacher or British or Australian or whomever, um, then you pick up that accent and when you speak that language. So yeah, you do. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Norwegian, um, Norwegian schools. Sorry, Norwegian schools would would teach BBC English. They called it. Uh, okay. Every show we watched, every movies we watched, we were Americans. So we end up with a mixture huh. of both. Right, right. And you know, and, and it's always very interesting regional dialects and and um, how that translates over mm-hmm. uh, later. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's just very cool. So when you have, um, we'll get back to the books now. When you have Christmas Island and you were writing Summer Island, were and that came out in earlier this year in June, I believe. Yeah. Summer mm-hmm. Island. Okay. So when you were writing that book, were you already planning on writing Christmas Island or was that something that came about or how did that, how did you plot that? Well, I, I had the typing and I got a contract for Summer Island and for Christmas Island. So I had no idea about okay. the plot or anything uh, before I started. <laughs> so I had Summer Island and then sort of the main character was a British chef who came to the island. And okay. his sister was a doctor, and I thought, okay, that's fun. I can do, use that for Christmas Island. She right. kind of grew out of the first book. So, but Toad, he, he just popped up. 
Okay. (laughs) Do you have any other characters that you are screaming for their own book? There is one on the island. Okay. Yeah, the teacher. So I'm hoping to write a book about her next. We will see. That would be really fun. Yeah. It, have you had feedback from from readers that have asked about uh, characters that you hadn't planned to write about? Uh, yes, this one actually. I wasn't really thinking okay. about her, and then I thought, okay, that's actually a much better idea. So, <laughs> so I'll see if I can do that. <laughs> okay. And so you were writing in other um, genres before this. So you were writing yes. crime novels and children's books, um, and that's like huge, two completely different types of writing. Um, how did you get into that? Those types of writing. Well, I I started out writing with the, with a friend, um, an Indian Norwegian, and he he wrote crime novels with an Indian main character. And okay. this was before Nordic noir, so we were actually too too early, I think. And that was great fun. And then we wrote some children's books together, horror stories actually. And but oh. I, all the way, I started out as a romance writer, reading short stories and and in magazines and things. And that was always my favorite. And then I got to uh, I was allowed to write the historical romance series, which I'm doing now. Uh-huh. And so I can do that full time. So I write the English one on the side. It's like a hobby. Nice. <laughs> So tell yeah. me so, about some of your historical romances. Then you write them in Norwegian, yes? Yes, yes. Well, okay. I write six of them a year. And wow. I'm up to book number 30 in my third series now. And it's about a Norwegian doctor in my hometown in 1920, 1919, 1920. Okay. And um, so I can use my hometown, and, and it's really, really fun. It's interesting. So I'm having fun wow. with that. Yeah. So I you, love the research. When you're writing, yes, that's what I was going to ask next about the research. Um, you know, <laughs> what made you pick the different time periods that you pick for for your historicals? Well, the first historical was based on a small, like, um, oh, what do you call it, like an inn in the coast. Okay. And it was set in 1600-something. And that was because that building existed on, until 1950 when it burnt down. And I thought, okay, okay, that's interesting. Can I use that? And the second one I set in Oslo in the 1700s. And that was more like a um, rich man, poor man kind of story. Okay. And the third one is about the doctor. So um, I, went, I, well, I left my hometown when I was 15. I was never going to go back. I was 18, never going to go back. And now that's all I write about. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's always interesting. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess that is there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fine. It's interesting, Good. I interesting guess. Interesting <laughs> Yes. Yes. So do you have um, an idea for another series? Or, you know, you're, you're writing this one. Is your is your mind already on to the next series, plotting that out? Or do you no, what's your, no, what's your I'm, process? No, I'm sticking with this. I'm sticking with this one for a while, so we'll see how far okay. I get before I get fed up with it. And before all of the story just, you know, ends, because at some point stories will end. 
So, um, <laughs> and then as long as I think it's fun. So I do the yeah. English ones on the side. I'm... Yeah. It's, it's a crazy so when job. You, so, it's fun. <laughs> yes, it is fun. You feel like you're living a bunch of different lives in a bunch of different yeah. worlds. Um, and, yeah, so it's like I think I'll stay in this world for now, and then I'll visit yeah. the other world periodically. Um, what <laughs> – when you go to school in, in America, they have you take, um, you know, they break up the American history in elementary school a bit, and then they have a little bit in, um, in I'm sorry, elementary school and then middle school, and then you have yeah. to take some more in high school. Is that how, how is it set up for Norwegian history or European history and for you when you're going to school? Oh well, I. It's been a very long time since I went to school, so it's probably very different <laughs> by now. But we had we had history from we started school at seven when I was in school, so we started okay. later than everyone. And we I think we began history fourth grade, something like that. I think. Okay. Like, okay. Of course, in, in my school, I went to school in a small small building. We had history in the building because it was. My school building was occupied by the Germans during the war. So wow. There were holes in the walls from the beds that the German soldiers had slept in. So we sort of we, we learned history on, on the ground. <laughs> right. Well, and the, yeah. that's why I asked, because was there, what kinds of things did you learn that you didn't learn in school about history, Norwegian history, as you're doing your research well, for these stories? Well, I, I, the interesting thing about writing series is that you have to read a lot of local history. Mm-hmm. You know, so in in the school you get the big picture. And when I started like my doctor's series, I didn't know that Norwegians had taken part in the First World War. There were mm-hmm. ten thousand Norwegians who fought, some on on the Allied side, some on the German side, and lots of Norwegian Americans, of course. Yes. And I didn't know that. So this was very interesting. Also, I didn't know that there were female doctors. So this was all new to me. So I had great fun reading it. And, oh, um, for sure. Everything, yeah, it was really interesting. So it, it's very easy when you write historical to sort of get lost in the, in the history details. So you have to learn to pick what, what you can use and what's interesting and try to not overwhelm the readers. Completely. Right. Yeah, we uh, I call it going down the rabbit hole because you, like in Alice in Wonderland, how you just start, well, that's interesting, now that's interesting. Oh, well, and then you realize you're way far from the five-second thing you were going to check, um, you know, yeah. three hours ago. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that uh, that's, that's something now. See, you know what, now you start it, because now I'm going to go look all this stuff up, because I just want to know more now. Um, I didn't realize that the Norwegians had sent female doctors uh, for the um, for World War One. No, I, I no, knew they had gone to German. They had nurses. Yeah. There right, they had nurses. There was nurses, yeah. Right. And okay. I know that the, uh, the uh, Scottish um, women... I don't know if they were, I can't remember the name right now, but they set up uh, field hospitals where, which was only with women, doctors and nurses and everything. And they had some of the best results in uh, saving soldiers. Wow. Which was interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so well, now they, I definitely they, want to look yeah, at that. They were, 
Yeah, it's really fascinating stuff. Huh. Well, I knew that the Germans had gotten very far north um, in World War II. Uh, they actually, yeah. you know, they showed us some different places when we were over there. But, um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people, when they're looking at the map, they think it stayed, you know, mostly concentrated uh, the German armies uh, stayed mostly concentrated on the continent itself, but no, they—I mean—they stretched as far as they could get, um, oh, and that was—it was a lot of, of ground to cover. And how fascinating to sit in a building while you're studying history to realize that history yeah. was made in the building. Yeah, you know, my 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 mother and my aunt went to the same school when they were children. They remember being sent away from the school because the Germans came. So I grew up with these memories from the war, which is very oh, fascinating. Wow. So I think that's how my history interest grew. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, wow. That mm-hmm. that would be just tremendous um, mm-hmm. to to have to hear those stories. It it is one thing to see the actual interviews of people, but to be in the same room talking to someone who's been through this. Um, that's mm-hmm. a totally different vibe. That's yeah. That's amazing. Um, and so what, I mean, how much warning did your mom or grandmother get for, for this? Was it a few minutes? I mean, was it a day? No, my, my mother was born in 39, 1939, and they, the Germans came in 1940. Okay. And my grandmother remembered this very vividly, of course, because she had to keep three children healthy and safe. So Yeah. She remembered it very well. So and she didn't really like to talk about it but oh. but uh, she she remembered. So I could persuade wow. her sometimes to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. My great grandmother grew up with her and my aunt one year, um, several years after my great grandmother had passed, she had recorded my great grandmother um like ten years before and interviewed her about her life. And um, it was very interesting to hear what she would talk about and what she wouldn't talk about. Um, and there was some sort of something that you can hear them fighting over the recorder, the you know the audio <laughs> recorder, because my grandmother's like, is that on? And my, my aunt's like, yeah, just go ahead and talk about it. She goes, no, you have to turn it off. I don't want it. And she's like, come on, just tell us what it is. And she just wouldn't do it. Um, I don't, and I, we asked my aunt, I was like, what was it? She goes, I don't even remember. It was so not, in, you know, not scandalous. She was insistent that it was just like this scandalous thing or something. I was just like, okay. Or my aunt promised she would say, and she's pretending it's not. I don't know, you know, it's like. <laughs> to get your imagination gets fired up, you know. <laughs> I know. See, now I'm thinking, it's like, oh, well, I wonder. So so it's been several years since she showed it to us, so maybe I'll, I'll like, see if that was really was really the conversation. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's um, a whole different thing. And then when you've got your summer island and your Christmas island, you've, you've layered it in with all these great, foods and traditions tell me a a holiday tradition that you have in the book that you got for like Norwegian or Scandinavian tradition for the holidays well one tradition is on uh, the day before Christmas Eve which we call Christmas Eve Okay. and very very many people in the country then eat um, hot rice porridge with cinnamon and butter so the butter melts right 
on Sugar right. Force. And that's right. Bitter Force that day. Okay. So that's a tradition. And, and what you have left over, you always make a lot of this part. So what you have left over, you, when it's cold, you mix it with a whipped cream and then you put cloudberries in it or yes. just as it is. And you put uh, maybe a red sauce on it, something like that. And then it's, it's dessert on Christmas Eve because we celebrate Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So little Christmas is the 23rd and then Christmas Eve is Christmas yes. Eve. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. yeah, my daughter got to do, and I know Iceland is not, uh, it's like on the other side. So if you're looking at the map, everyone, Iceland is not next to Norway. It is on the other side of the UK. It's like closer to Greenland. So, um, but yeah, further north. she had to, yes, it's, it's very cold. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, she had to do, my daughter had to do a, um, a project on a country. Uh, for the holidays, like what they celebrated differently. And mm-hmm. it was just this massive project. Um, and apparently, I don't know if you're familiar, but they have this thing where <laughs> um, that that children who are bad um, and don't receive a sweater, I believe, for Christmas um, might get eaten by this cat that wanders in the forest. Um, and it's like, so I'm, I'm watching this thing. Wow, this is just like what nightmares are made of for children. Um, but so we always know that, that. Yeah, it's, it was like, wow, somebody was really twisted to come up with this for poor kids. Oh, you know, Fred didn't get a sweater. Well, he's going to get eaten. Um, so, uh, yeah, so she had to come up with a song and everything for it. So we always joke when we see a nice sweater, it's like, oh, let's get that for you. So you're not eaten by this large, weird cat that's wandering in the forest. Um, so, but one of the, the great, it's really terrible. It really is. Um, but one of the, the great things I think about the holidays is I think a lot of um, traditions is brought in and food and and you were talking about the hot rice porridge well my grandfather liked rice pudding which is the same you know very similar not the same thing and you put the cherries on the rice pudding um for for den for dan and so yeah it's just very interesting how it all you know kind of overlaps a little bit and and everyone has their like go-to thing and traditions and it's just it's just a fun read to kind of like you're saying escape to another place and create this world so it 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 and you were you were writing it what like six months or eight months before the book came out i was finishing it during summer during the heat wave so (laughs) (laughs) it was nice nice to go to a colder place (laughs) right yes let's let's get chilly and i mean did you have to um because you're writing it in such a different time of year, did you have to go through pictures or everything? Go, oh, that's right. That's what that. I have to include that. Or do you just kind of sit down and does your story just come to you? I mean, what's your process? Well, the, the uh, some it all depends on. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm a planter. They say I'm not a plotter. I don't plot plot out everything in advance, but I don't write mm-hmm. just by the seat of my pants either because I know I don't have the time to do that. It would demand so much editing. So right. I have a starting point. Sometimes I know where I'm going and sometimes I start with characters and I play them out in my head in scenes. So 
sort of like a movie. Mm-hmm. And it, does that work? Does that work? And then I put it all together. So I, I usually the process to before I start writing is quite long. Um, so you have all your a lot of your notes and everything written down. Yeah, I have a one you know one uh, book or notebook for every project. So I keep mm-hmm. everything in there, every ideas and weird stuff, and I write scenes that I may never use, but I keep them there, so I can go back right. to it. So yeah, uh, there, there's definitely uh, <laughs> there's definitely parts where we write and we're like, oh, I can't use any of this, so it's like I've got to go put it in a folder, <laughs> like you know, yeah. save for later. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you want to write it. I mean, you want to have too much. No, but you have to test out to get to know the characters. I don't like character sheets that, you know, when you put up the eye color and what their hobbies are. And I never use those. I just yeah. write them in little scenes and little situations and how do they react to each other, to other things like that. That tells me a lot more about character than, than some, some, some line, you know, like a point, what is it called, bullet point. Yes. Um, I can't yes. use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, ha- I use something that's similar, but I don't. I'm not. Relig- I mean, religiously writing, like filling in everything. I-, I have friends of mine that are just so f- amazing. I mean, they know what their dog's name was when they were four. I mean, it's just like everything's written out. Um, and I'm more of yeah, they had dogs, probably three. I don't know, you know. Um, so it's 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 kind of an outline, a very messy one. Um, but, I mean, yeah, you, you want to kind of have your notes down to kind of see where they're going uh, and who they are. Of course, there's always surprises. I'm sure your characters have surprised always. you more than once. <laughs> yeah. No, in, in Christmas Island, I was, the cat was supposed to be, you know, just a little nice cat to be around. And he took on this whole huge personality, <laughs> you know, like yeah. cats do. Well, yes, <laughs> he, was, he was a huge surprise. <laughs> It, I always find that so much fun when your character, you go, oh, well, you're doing this now? All right. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see where this goes. That's, that's yeah. a big part of the, of the story, you know? Yes. <laughs> yes. And it, it helps you kind of layer it in. Because I think sometimes, for me, that happens when I'm sitting there thinking, what is missing? Why isn't this working? Um, and then one of your, you know, one of the characters does something, whatever, and you're you're thinking, oh yeah, that works. Yeah, that's what it is. So oh, I love that. Those moments are so good. <laughs> and you just want to call all your writer friends and tell them about it because they're the only ones that'll understand it. And sadly, they're yeah. all busy, and you have to tell your dog, and the dog's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I gotta go outside now. So. There's a squirrel. Um, yeah. So it's always very interesting and lovely. Um, so you've got the possibility, you're, you're thinking about doing this other, uh, this next book and series about the teacher. And then mm-hmm. what are you thinking after that? Do you have a plan or a, um, ideas Ooh. for after? Yes, I have, but I can't talk about them. Oh, lots no. of ideas. Ideas are the easy ones. Because, okay. But I w- I'd like to stay with the contemporary romance. I like that. And uh, maybe write something historical even because I've got all this research. I've got to use it for something. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, think I, do, I have plenty of ideas. Not all of them will pan out, but 
that's that's a good thing. You you have to investigate the ideas to see which one works. Which yeah. one makes me happy in a way. So <laughs> Well, and yes, and then how much information you can find and can you use it and and is this yeah. something that would work and I mean yeah, definitely. Um and so so tell me I know you love to read just as much as you love to write. Who are some of your favorite authors? Mm-hmm. Oh well, I have I have a huge to reread to reread pile, and it's growing okay. by the minute. And I have very <laughs> little time to read, so I have to hand pick everything. Yes. So um, I have when I, I I lived in Wales for two years. I came back to Norway last year, and I met so many good writers there. And I tried to read those. Uh-huh. Uh, to see, and I'm, I'm a lot of members, a lot of romance writers who are totally brilliant, and um, and I also discover a lot of new ones. I have I have a new favorite indie writer, uh, B. R. Maycock is her name, and she has written just a, a new Christmas story, and I'm longing to read it. I have to finish another, I have to edit the manuscript first, uh-huh. and then last year I. I discovered uh, she's living in she lives in New Zealand. She wrote a book called Dead in Venice, and she, her name is Fiona Leach, and she has written a crime story about a hunt for a serial killer, and it's hilarious. Okay. And I thought that was so amazing. How can you write a proper thriller but also hilarious? So I was really impressed right. by that book. So <laughs> she, she's on there on the favorite list now. <laughs> That is a delicate balance for sure to to, oh, to yeah. pull that in. Wow! And you said Fiona Leach. Yeah. Okay. And uh, what was the first? What was the first author you said? Um, B R what? Her name is B B R Maycock. She's Irish. Maycock. Okay. And she writes lovely books. And okay. then there's a, a new American writer. She's called uh, Andy Newton. She writes historical from the war, and she's really good. She also came okay. out last year. She's really good. She wrote. Um, What's one of her books? The last one. Uh, the I haven't read the newest one. It's called uh, "The Girl from Vichy," and then she wrote one book that was set in Germany. That was her debut book. And of course, right now I can't remember the title, but it was okay. really good. Okay. <laughs> the girl I left behind. Sorry. <laughs> the girl I left behind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, if anybody's looking for good holiday books to give friends, you've got Summer House, Summer Island, and you've got Christmas Island, and now you have book recs mm-hmm. by Miss Natalie herself. So <laughs> that is a good list, and it will keep you plenty busy. Um, and then we've got all Ooh. these authors on the Holly Jolly Chicklet Hop. Um, and are you? What day are you on? You're on today, right? That you're um, featuring, or is that tomorrow? Yeah, I was uh, I was on the first day on Monday. The first and, day, um, okay. Yeah, and it's really cool. It's the first time I'm, I'm taking part, of course. I haven't had an English book before. It's really cool, really fun. I I yeah. have on my author page, and loads of people are coming in because I said I give you a gift card to use on any kind of bookstore, your favorite bookstore on the ground. The right. Many bookstores are are closing now everywhere. So yes. I hope that maybe. Yes. And they have been telling me about the favorite bookstores and really fun, showing me pictures and <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there's a, a lot of indie stores, and, and the the beautiful thing that people could do um, if you have one in that you love or you've thought about going to or whatever, or you just see one online, is you can always buy a gift card um, and yeah. uh, send it to someone or send it to some or even if you have a reader that lives in another city or another state, uh, just look up best mm-hmm. indie bookstores and then find out the closest one to where they are and get them a gift card and send it to them. So uh, that's a great way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's a wonderful way to support local businesses, especially now. Yeah. Um, have you guys? How has that been going? In I mean, Norway. You guys. There was a. I know there was one one thought of of how to handle uh, the pandemic, and then you know there was a bunch of different ones. I mean, how are you doing where you are? How well, are the numbers? Um, the the numbers have been rising in Oslo, so they have we have more or less a lockdown now. So the gyms okay. are closed, and the bars and the pubs and the restaurants are more or less closed. There is no alcohol servings anywhere, and I think the numbers are slowly creeping down again. But we are okay. trying to save Christmas. It doesn't yeah. look good because the numbers have going been going up all over the country. So, and Oslo is the worst because Oslo is the biggest town. So, yeah. But we are we are cooperating, and we are everyone is using masks, and we have the anti back everywhere, and um, I think it's helping. Okay. So we do we okay. we do what the government tells us. <laughs> they, right. they update us every day, and and um, so we feel we we get the information we need, and we stick to it. So that's good. Yeah, so that is good. There's always someone um, who. Oh yeah. It doesn't but the parties are allowed and all these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we um we usually get together at Thanksgiving of course and everybody we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody stayed home and um on my husband's end, my side of the family and we got to see everybody and the the general feeling is you know, everybody's been really mindful up to this point. Why would yeah. we blow it now? You know, I mean just let's just yeah. hold tight for a little longer. Um just hang yeah. in there. Yeah. Well, and I remember. Funny, I was, so. Yeah. Well, I was telling my kids. Mm-hmm. I, I was. I was saying, look, you know, I know you guys are frustrated, and and they're learning from home. You know, they're virtual school and everything, and the teachers are just working mm-hmm. constantly. Um, I said, oh, but yeah. you have to realize, like your grand, your great grandparents, they, they, their lives were disrupted for years because of wars. Mm-hmm. So y'all can suck it up for you know. <laughs> nine months because um and we've got like nine thousand T V stations, so I think you're fine. You know, we've got food in the pantry. Um and yes, yeah, so you're you're okay. Um so just like take those small favors. Uh and it they they've been very good about it. They really have. I've I've been happy with with it. And in like anything, after a while you feel a little bit um claustrophobic with staying home, but Yeah. <laughs> everybody's okay. So I'll take it. Oh, yeah. Well, and stay home and read you books. That you can stay safe. Yeah. Yes, yes. And stay home and read lots and lots of books. <laughs> yes, yes. That's really, really good. <laughs> Very important. Books are Very well. good books. So that's a good yes. thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, like, read books like Summer Island and Christmas Island. Both are out now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'm happy. Yes, it is. So, so I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a freelance writer. I'm used to sit at home, so I'm I'm fine with this thing actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not too yeah. depressed about it. I'm worried right. about. I hope we, but we now see, we see an end to it, which is good. Yes. 
Yes, it's going to be over. So. One day, yes, it will. Sooner rather than later, let's yeah. hope. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you so much for being here today, Natalie. I totally appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I had great fun. <laughs> oh, thank you. And so if you're looking for Natalie, it's Natalie Norman. That's two N's on her last name. So N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Norman, N-O-R-M-A-N-N. And the links for her Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram pages are in the write-up of the show, as well as the link for her Summer Island and Christmas Island books that are out right now. And you can also check out some of our friends on the Holly Jolly Chicklet Hop. It is Hashtag Holly Jolly Hop. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and we're all over the place. And it, that is going to be from December 7th through the 13th. So be sure and check that out. And everybody, please continue to stay safe and keep on reading, everyone. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions www.cosproductions.com Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.